1: You're listening to Christmas Text Message with me, Christmas Nate Langson, And me, Christmas Ian Morris. I actually thought you were going to say Grinch Ian Morris or I hate Christmas Ian Morris. <laughs> or, I do hate Christmas. Uh, well, uh, I mean, that's not fair.
0: Christmas hasn't done anything wrong. I hate society's approach to Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we we let you vent that last week, so I'm not going to go did. over it really much. And it, and it is now... Christmas, and so tonight we are talking about death. Uh, A little later in the show, in fact, in the extended version, we'll be talking uh, about death, and amazingly, it is tech related death, and it's not the death of a tech product. If you're interested, then you don't have too long to wait. Um, But let's get into the news first. Um, Oh, I should point out, by the way, I sound slightly different to how I normally sound in a week, and that is because I'm recording. Uh, quite literally, in a wardrobe at my it's, mother's it's house. That's the only
0: person that has gone back into the closet.
1: Yes, I have. I've gone back in. Uh, they, they said you <laughs> He
0: came out of the closet, decided it wasn't for him, and went back in.
1: Let's talk about news. The FT wrote this week, amongst many other places, that the UK's Supreme Court, highest court in the land, ruled that a machine cannot be named on a patent as the inventor of new products or ideas, dealing as, uh, as I saw Fortune put it, a bitter blow to AI inventor patent hopes. A very, <laughs> very specific set of Christmas hopes there. Um, more specifically, the I think the bitter blow here is, it's probably for the UK government because it wants to frame the UK as something of a, let's say a flag waver uh, or as a beacon for next generation AI incubation. Um, and supports but it's also a bit of a blow to the uh, to the artificial inventor project which has been trying to convince various countries around the world to um to to agree that if an ai system develops something then the ai program should be credited on the patent Uh, the uk's highest court agreed with the us and the eu on this one in saying that only real Human beings have the right to be granted a patent, and I suppose in doing so, they actually are saying that machines don't have rights. Perhaps we'll save that for another another day. Maybe um, the short mm. background the short background to this was a chap called Stephen Th- I want to say Thaler T H A L E R Thaler founded a company called Imagination Engines, which has an AI system called Darbus D A B U S or the Dabus, system, depending da-bus, on yeah don't know how to pronounce them it doesn't matter it's a made-up word well well, that's not what you said about nvidia no oh god what did i see the other day that that could have been pronounced like nvidia um i can't remember well that's a good story good anecdote yeah it's good well uh, brace yourself uh for this one then the system DaBus. Darbus generated a few things. In this instance, it generated ideas for uh, kind of drinks containers and some flashing lights, which were then submitted to the patent office and refused. Thaler appealed but lost, so he tried higher courts and lost. You get the picture. That's basically what happened. Um he did win over Australia and South Africa, interestingly. So there the AI AI can be um can be named as an inventor. Now, I did a very Christmassy thing, and instead of talking to my mother, I spent time searching for keywords through the UK Patents Act of 1977, which runs 102 pages on the government's website. Happy Christmas to me. Uh, there was a line, well, there were several lines that seemed relevant to this, but th- this one seemed particularly apt. Quote A patent for an invention may be granted primarily to the inventor or joint inventors. In this act, inventor in relation to an invention, means the actual divisor of the invention. Have you ever heard the word invention or inventor so many times in the same sentence? I
0: don't believe so.
1: Okay. Well, the court said that an inventor must essentially be a natural person. So an AI system can be an invention, but it cannot in turn invent bit of irony there, uh, nor can it be a joint inventor. But I think this also means that if you use AI to invent something, then you can take all the credit. You don't actually have to credit the software because the software doesn't have any rights, which I think is also pretty interesting. But that's uh, a a conversation for the lawyers, perhaps. I was also amused by a line that I saw in our own story, that is to say Bloomberg's uh, story about this. The judges agreed with the government's lawyers who'd argued that allowing Thaler's request would leave the UK as an outlier, if his request is allowed, inventors in future could include my cat Felix or Cosmic Forces, the lawyer had argued, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Basically saying, well, if, if AI can be credited with something, then we can just dream anything up and slap the name on it. And they I'm going to
0: have to uh, pause us here to ask a question, if that's OK.
1: You may ask another.
0: <sighs> Why would somebody wants to credit an AI when they could take
1: the credit for themselves? Well, this is the thing. This is essentially, I don't want to say it's a publicity stunt, but it's sort of a, it's kind of an activist thing. It's sort of doing something to prove a point and using an actual AI with some actual things that could be patented to travel the world, set some examples, perhaps set some legal precedent. Um, That's not working out so well um in order perhaps to do something else down the line or who knows just earn some pr yes
0: well i mean we've just i mean bloomberg's name checked this ai we've name checked them probably countless other places the ft yeah have all mentioned this uh, fortune and ai so it's worked a treat actually
1: yeah, it is. And there are lots of conversations that I thought we could have off the back of this about, you know, how does this apply to things like copyright law and plagiarism? And what if AI generates music and all that stuff? But I feel it's it's well trodden and neither is are legal experts, Indeed. Um, but enough to at least read out what has happened so that people are aware of it and then um, and then talk a bit about it. What I do think is interesting is um, I refer to my previous comment is around the UK wanting to be seen as the, this home of incredible AI potential. And this feels to me like it could have been, were the legislation to have been changed or updated in advance, could have been something of a home run or or an English sport reference. Uh, a um, a run. Just a goal. Oh, a run. Thank you, cricket. Well done. Um, it could have been a run. We could have had the runs, Ian, um, mm. at, at Christmas, the AI runs. And um, and said, well, yes, we think that if you have a piece of software or a system that can create something worthy of uh, of of being patented, then you should at least be classed as a joint inventor, which is a thing. I look through this document and you can be a joint inventor, you know, so that would be an interesting change if they do that. And the UK, um, the IPO, the intellectual property office, has said that it's going to keep these things under review. And to, and to make sure that the system will keep supporting AI innovation. So I kind of don't feel we've seen the end of this. I reckon this will rear its head in, let's say, five years' time, and we'll say, hey, remember episode 322 of text Message in the very end of 2023? Um, well, we were right about one thing. Well, <laughs> also, <clears throat> here's my other
0: question. Like, companies can hold patents, can't they? but they do have to name
1: people name, yeah as well exactly it's it's not so, credited to a company it's credited to people right okay i'm with you um hmm.
0: but how does that i mean because you can own the patent right so i i mean all i'm doing here is just trying to work out how different well, is listen, having ai create a patent than but, You know, a company owning a patent or whatever.
1: I I welcome anyone emailing in because I'm completely going off the top of my head here. But I did read a lot, well, as much as of this patent thing as I could try and understand. And there is a difference between owning a patent and being Mm. credited as the inventor of the thing with you of, of the patent. So you are named as an inventor on the patent. The patent may be owned by whomever. Um, because, as you say, patents can be licensed and sold, you know, regardless of whether the inventor still works for the company. But that is a, that is a that is a a point we should we should hammer home. But I guess um, I mean,
0: but guess patents are in a way <clears throat> much like any other kind of rights to something. In that you know, in, in, I mean, I'm not sure how it works. I, I know there have been lawsuits around people who've invented things at companies and not got the credit or remuneration. More importantly, perhaps than. Um, that they would they they should have done because obviously if you work for a company that company generally owns the intellectual property that you create while you're there um so i have seen things but as a rule companies will usually reward staff quite handsomely but whether or not that continues after you've left you know don't do the people who did all the patents at apple or microsoft you know do do they continue to make money from those patents once um once they've sort of left or whatever. I mean, it it's it's an incredibly complicated area, not one that we should be getting into. But I've, like you, if someone does know if they happen to be a patent lawyer, that would be quite interesting. But I... It would. None of it this gets interesting, by the way. great trouble, I, I have to say. My waters are unperturbed by this.
1: I'm glad. I, I hate it when you have trouble with your waters. It gives Indeed. me... A deep sense of unease and um, just bad feelings. The interesting stuff when it comes to patents sometimes is how it relates to university work. People who develop stuff as part of their um, academic studies and how that translates to well, who who owns the rights if it's developed while at university? Because the university isn't the company in the same way. It's it's, it's quite interesting. There's, there are nuances there, and it's it's not always black and white. Um, I mean, I
0: I'm also interested in the idea that you know actually. An AI could probably be quite good at coming up with ideas or at least helping you iterate on things. For example, you could say, OK, so there's this patent for this. What could I do around it that wouldn't infringe it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so it could be quite a good way of getting people to sort of think because they feel like patents are useful because they encourage people to invent. Obviously, that's the whole point of them, right? Because theoretically, there's some sort of financial reward maybe if your, if your product becomes useful. So I can see people making quite u- good use of these sort of tools to sort of work a, work a way around things. And it, it could be a way of releasing some of the deadlock we've got in patents. You know, like if you said to an AI, okay, so Apple owns this patent and Microsoft owns this patent and I want to do something that's sort of, you know... Straddles those universes help me come up with an idea. I mean, who knows? It, that could be a, a possibility.
1: That would actually be awful because that's just one step removed from patent trolling, isn't it? Well, I, not, it not, if like, it, like not, not if it's done with not if it's done
0: with good intent.
1: I mean, find, you know, yeah. Find, find me a legal loophole that that allows me to patent this thing that's a bit like these famous things, or or something that I could then use to argue that i have prior art or whatever yeah
0: well i was i was gonna say that you know prior art is a thing because but that you know that that could still help innovation i guess if you were to say right so these are some patents that exist you know how could i build on that i don't know i mean look it's not my field but it i, I there are already patent trolls that's not going away because we've seemingly refuse to legislate on it because it shouldn't be possible for that to happen but it does so you know uh, we, we should we should tackle that problem um and maybe i don't know reduce the amount of time that a patent runs for in any case
1: i think that there's um possibly some sense in not allowing um or rather in allowing ai to be at least name checked in a patent if if not credited as an inventor but as something else because if you you could imagine that if you were somebody who believed that their work patented or otherwise had been used as part of the training or the foundation model of an ai system that went on to contribute significantly to an invention you might say well you used the ai that was based on our work therefore this should be credited to us or we should be credited in part. And so if you name check the AI, you maybe prevent people from exploiting AI for the purposes of doing that. Similarly, by not doing, you're also allowing those people who created the foundation models or think they contributed to them um, from uh, accusations that, that their work had been stolen, if that makes sense. It's it does. Quite, quite complicated, but that's not happening here. It was all very interesting. I think um, I did want to mention one quick thing because I felt it was it was um, tertiary but related. We put out the, the the season finale of AI IRL this week, and every um, every episode we do a write up, and my co-host Jackie and I share who writes which one. We basically divvy them up, and I was writing the the one for this week, which is about robots, which I think is my favorite episode of the two of, of both the two seasons there. If I say so myself, they're well worth watching. But one of the things we interviewed uh, wasn't a person, it was a robot. And when we were doing the write-up, I had to think to myself, if I'm quoting this inventor and I'm quoting this expert and we also interview a robot, should I quote the robot? And I thought, well, I wouldn't quote a Furby. Or he wouldn't quote a PlayStation. So no, I'm not going to quote a robot. And when I was doing the, when I was reading about this patent stuff, I thought, well, it's similar. Like the the the, the courts seem to agree with me on this one. Um, so I felt like maybe I could be a judge. That I was I was right not to quote Sophia. How's your were, wig? Um, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got any thoughts on this, if you're a patent lawyer and would like to tell us how wrong we are, do let us know. That is um, hello at UKTechShow.com. Maybe you can let us know the funniest patent you've ever run across. Um, I believe there is one out there for something like a method for refreshing bread, which is essentially a patent for making toast. Not a toaster. The making of toast. I believe that's a thing. Anyway, got some more? Send them. Hello at UKTechShow.com.
0: Police will soon be able to use the database of images held by the DVLA to put a name to a face Uh, in fabulous news this week uh, that proves that the notion things can only get better is entirely wrong. The (laughs) plan, yes, did you laugh?
1: I did. It was just a uh, involuntary exhalation of... A little, uh, I of, see. Of, of, but, but please continue.
0: I don't, no, I will. Thank you. I understood. It's it it good to have that feedback uh, over the line, so to Great. speak. Yeah. Uh, the, the plan is contained within the criminal justice bill, uh, and it will only require the consultation with the police in order to enable it to happen, rather than being voted on specifically by MPs. Um, Of course, a lot of legislation happens this way, so it's not particularly unique. And I think it's unlikely the police will say no. Uh, So what's the issue? I can hear you asking over the airwaves. Uh, Well, it means that if you're suspected of a crime or just of interest to the police, they can match a photograph of you uh, with a name from your driving license database. Fine, if you don't hold a licence, of course, but most adults do. There are apparently 50 million of them issued in the UK at the moment. The police also have a bit of a track record with dodgy facial recognition, um, and black and Asian people are likely to be misidentified, according to studies. The bill tweaks existing regulations, which allow the police to access DVLA databases for driving-related offences, and now allows all police or law enforcement purposes at its worst, it uh it could be uh, you know a snap of you somewhere near a crime, which is then used to locate you um and, and send plod over to have a word. Uh for many that's unlikely to be concerning, but for others it's surely uh likely to feel like a bit of a overstep, a massive overstep maybe even. Uh in the US, for for context on this. Uh, they arrested a man, the the, uh, the police, for, uh, called Robert Williams in 2020 for stealing watches. They performed facial recognition on a low quality CCTV footage uh, and matched it to his driving license and accused him of the crime. He wasn't the robber. He was driving home at the time of the crime. Um, and it's easy to see how something like that would be a challenge for many normal people. You know, you'd have to get a lawyer, prove you weren't where they say you were. It's It'd be a hassle, frankly. Uh, Williams is, uh, as previously suggested, uh, black and was arrested in front of his wife and children. He was held overnight, and when he denied involvement, the police said, the computer says it's you. Uh, Williams has continued to work in the US around this to get the technology banned. Uh, so, Nate, <laughs> your
1: thoughts? Uh, well, I don't drive, and I, so I don't have a drive. Oh, I actually suppose I do. I've got a provisional license. Ah. Um, yes, well, so I, assume I that number includes provisionals,
0: because you do have to send a photograph, right?
1: Yeah, it, it has got my, it's got my photograph on it. Not oh, that that's well, a reason go. for me to be more concerned, but it does make me feel like I, uh, I have a right to be annoyed. Um, yes. So I am annoyed. Yeah, I don't like this. Because it sort of feels, it kind of feels like everybody has, like everybody's got a mugshot. And basically. so ev- everyone's in a in a in a in a, a police lineup, and without reasonable reason is how it is how that that fits to <laughs> the, me.
0: Yeah, the Guardian pretty much described it in those exact words. It's I, I can't remember exactly what it said in the story. I could click the link, but that seems like
1: we'll include it we'll find out. it and we'll include we'll include it, it in the is show notes. in the
0: story already. Yes, uh, so it will be in the show notes. But basically, they said exactly the same thing. It just turns the whole thing into a sort of virtual. Uh, sort of line-up of literally everyone in the country. So, yeah. you know, even without doing anything wrong, you could well be, um, you know, accused of a crime you didn't commit in the now, words I, of uh, the A-Team.
1: I mentioned this to my mum, actually, because um, mm. you, you suggested this story while, while we were in a car. Um, she was driving, uh, so has a driver's licence, although she hasn't committed a crime. So so she's fine Um, and (laughs) she said well not necessarily I have to say and she said that oh because she lives in Buxton you mean it's full of criminals no because as I said you don't have to have committed a crime for
0: a computer to think you're someone you're not
1: that's fair but she asked me a a really sensible question which I didn't really have a good answer to which is surely the police can check photo records anyway or words to that apparently
0: apparently not Um, only strictly for driving offences. So that, that you know, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen because there might be a reason. You might be able to go to court and get a subpoena or whatever, you know, uh, or a, you know... uh A search warrant or something you might be able you might be able to achieve those goals but it wouldn't be easy and it wouldn't be automatic and it wouldn't be something you could just press a button on yeah um so it's the
1: speed isn't it it's the speed and immediacy of of running things against a match to see if an image in a cctv uh capture matches a face or 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 is narrowed down to maybe a, a hundred faces depending on the confidence you know uh interval or whatever and um and and that that might exist but right now it doesn't unless you've previously been on the record or or committed a crime and had a had a picture taken because i think that happens if you've if you've done a crime and you've had a picture taken then they can run it against that because they're known suspects or known criminals but this is literally everyone who has a driver's license regardless of their legal
0: non-criminals as they're sometimes known
1: yeah I mean yeah i'm not in, not a fan, but in a country of so many c c t v cameras, I feel like there's absolutely bog all we can do about it except complain on podcasts
0: yes, truly the
1: white man's uh, source of justice i saw um I saw a good meme the other day in fact was it Kate yes. sent it to me I think it was just something like um uh men start problems because they think they know something that somebody else doesn't. Or words to that effect, which is pretty accurate, to be fair. Yes,
0: yes, that's
1: true. Um, well, uh, but go on. I, tell me about you, because you're a, you're a driver. You actually have a well, proper license. You don't have a kids' no, license no, like I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean,
0: I I I don't like any of this stuff. I mean, I'm I generally my feeling at the moment is that um, we're we're automating policing to some extent we're relying very heavily on it i mean it happens all the time there have been a lot of people who have um been caught out for speeding offenses but they've had their number plates cloned so a camera just catches the number plate on a car doesn't know who the driver is and if the police come to you and say hey we've uh, we've got a photograph of your car doing 120 and a 60 um it's going to be on you to prove that it wasn't you. And in some cases, you're not going to be able to do it. So that's that's troubling. And, it, and again, it's, it, it we've replaced police officers on the beat with a bunch of technology that doesn't work. You know, I, I, I always remember growing up, and I'm sure you will have memories like this too, um, the police are just pull you over sometimes. Like uh, I remember my dad got pulled over because his rear tires were a bit bald. Um, and so they just pulled him over and they went, look, you know, nothing... we are not going to fine you or anything, but you should be aware of that and you should get them sorted out. I find that kind of policing extremely effective. If you get pulled over by the Rossers and they say, you were going too fast, calm it down, that has more of an impact, I think, on road safety than cameras scattered around and we all know where they are because they're on, you know, GPS or whatever or yeah. we just know where they are. I I just... I, I feel like... This kind of turning over policing to, you know, robots, <laughs> computers, AI, whatever, it's just always bad news. And I get it. Like, I, you know, the police are underfunded and stretched that the answer to this is not more technology that, that doesn't get things right. It's more police officers um, and and reducing, you know, reversing the, the cuts that we've had for the last 15, 20 years, whatever. Um it's the same with everything right there is no substitute for having people doing jobs frankly um and again people are i feel like getting disenfranchised with this kind of stuff because when you are the victim of a crime if someone steals your bike or breaks into your house or um you know whatever the police don't have the time to deal with it like no you know, it, or
1: when you have your ipad stolen on a train or
0: when you, yeah yeah exactly it is it's, it's just not going it it's never going to be an important enough matter when they're dealing with other things but again this is it's it's an easy win right they they have footage that they've taken you know or what, the, maybe they got some ccd CCTV, cctv from a crime they run it against that database and it's done and then and then it's it's on the person to prove to prove they're innocent which is not the way it's supposed to work right i mean sure you could go to court and argue it and and the jury may well believe you or the judge may believe you depending on what court you're in um but you're still going to go through all that process you're going to have to get a lawyer if you want to be you know to have the best chance of it it all just it it just feels ass backwards to me um and i think it's i well i frankly think it's shoddy policing but you know i'm not a police officer
1: i feel um that it would just be easier if people stopped doing crimes Mm,
0: agreed well one of the ways we could do that is to stop disenfranchising people so badly by taking away their NHS services and their jobs and their right to be warm at Christmas and you know not starving children these would all be things that would make people feel better and then not have to resort to crime just I think
1: an idea. F- yeah I think just have your phone taken off you regardless <laughs> of your age have your yes. phone taken off you because well, if everyone- you're if you're young, then you can't be um, an egotist and self-obsessed and vain on the internet. And if you're old, you won't be able to do your job. So if it's not a serious crime, then the, the, the threat shouldn't be money. It shouldn't be jail. It should be, you're not allowed a phone anymore. Problem solved. It will certainly would
0: put a lot of people off. It,
1: it, would, it, would, it would work on kids. It would work on grown-ups. It's like Haribo. It's the Haribo solution to crime. We have talked two weeks in a row about uh, policing in some form. We've talked two stories in a row about patent law or other forms of law. And if you just thought we were going to get even more Christmassy than that, prepare to not have that transpire because we're going to talk <laughs> about death shortly. Um, but I would like to take this opportunity first to thank our alive patrons for supporting us in whatever way you do. I, have, I tell you something, a great Christmas present to Ian, becoming a patron. That's what Santa really mm. wants. That's what every elf wants, a subscription to text message. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's yes. uh, an even, uh, even better way in many ways than, than, uh, than making an that elf cheer happy. the elves right up absolutely because they read it they read it and if they see that we've been nice via the medium of a positive review they will give us treats and we like treats um but we love all listeners regardless uh, so thank you for sticking with us for another year we appreciate it all joking aside we really really do and we look forward to 2024 of podcasting with you as listeners um and we're going to do another story but first some music <laughs> That's going to do it for this week, Ian. It's been a lot of fun. I will say we've just had a great deal of fun talking about death and wills and digitization and all kinds of stuff in the extended version, which patrons, you know where to get. Free people, you also do. But most importantly, without kind of being a stuck record, we just want to thank everyone for listening for this year. It's been a lot of fun. thanks
0: for a year of support, as always. It's uh, touching and wonderful to have an audience that, tunes into this waffle
1: yeah it really is um we've had some great live chats this week and all weeks in our discord thank you to everyone who is here and has been talking to us as we record um i have got a very limited amount of blood left in my feet (laughs) i'll be honest i shuffled back onto my heels about i don't know 20 minutes ago and right now i'm not confident i have any toes So I'm going to go and stand up and check. So while I do that, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas if you observe it. If you are celebrating something else, I hope you have fun enjoying that. If you celebrate nothing, like Ian, I still (laughs) hope you have a fantastic time and remain happy and buoyant again, like Ian, uh, into the new year, which is when we will speak to you
0: next. As Charlotte in the chat says, Merry Texmas.